Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, I'm going to be doing a mini 15 minutes or less, hopefully, news episode. Uh, we're flying solo today, no Kyle, but we're going to be doing just a little bit of a news episode here in this mid-season break. Not a ton to talk about, but there has been some stuff going on. So I wanted to hop on the mic quick, give my thoughts on it, and just a little mini episode here so you guys can get my thoughts on some of this and uh, I can just get it out there because I've been missing you guys. I want to talk some CDL. Uh, but there just isn't a ton out there right now. Uh, first things first, if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. And let me know if you like this format a little bit. Uh, going to be kind of a short form uh, thing that maybe we could look into doing in the off season when there aren't as many news stories and as much to talk about, no gameplay. So if you guys enjoy this one, let me know. Uh, but without further ado, we'll just dive right into it and give some of my thoughts on the recent developments in the CDL. Uh, first, NYSL in Minnesota. They announced that they're having roster trials. Uh, that's something new to the CDL. Um, you know, in the past in COD, people have like maybe tried out like two players or something, or they like try to see which player fits best on a team. But it sounds like they're hosting full out trials where they're like trying out a bunch of different players. Uh, the two names that I saw in CDL Intel mainly were Kismet trying out for New York and Havoc trying out for Minnesota. So interesting, two players that are currently teammates on Texas Nation. Uh, obviously, Havoc probably not trying out for NYSL for obvious reasons of what happened earlier. Um, interested to see how that works. I would assume if Minnesota is to make a roster change, they're probably keeping attached and standy at least. And then probably if they're doing a one-player swap, I think they're picking up a sub for Priesta, letting attach run that flex or main AR, uh, excuse me, not main AR, flex uh, spot, second AR. Uh, keep Major Maniac on the main and then pick up a new sub to run with Standy. Or if they're making a two-player swap, I would assume they're picking up uh, a main AR for Major Maniac and a sub for Priesta, letting uh, Standy run with a new sub, attach run that second AR, and then have a new uh, main AR in. And then on the side of NYSL, I would have to assume that they're probably going to keep Paul and Hydra since they've improved uh, or looked at least a little improved since they picked up Paul. Hydra is obviously their franchise guy. Uh, I would assume they're probably going to keep Krim too. They've been wanting to swap out Neptune for how long now? So uh, I'd got to believe on uh, NYSL they're going to be picking up a sub to run with Hydra and then probably letting Paul, Krim, and um, Hydra, you know, kind of run it out and see how they can do with a one-player swap for Neptune. I'd be pretty shocked if they did something else. I would say the next player to go on their team, not a, who I think should go maybe, but I would think it would have to be Krim probably because... I don't know. They just picked up Paul, and I think they really like him, so I doubt they're moving him. And I would be absolutely shocked if they moved Hydra because it seems like they're ready to build around him as their franchise player. So uh, I would think it's just a one-player swap for Neptune. Maybe if they get absolutely wild, they would swap out Krim, but I, I highly doubt that. Um, in terms of Minnesota, I would say they're either picking up a sub for Priesta or a sub in an AR and dropping Priesta and Major Maniac. But interested to see if these trials kind of set a new culture in COD and more teams potentially do this in the future or if they decide, you know, this isn't it. And it's the last time we see it. Uh, in other roster news, Spart subbed in for Gunless. Uh, not super surprising here because obviously Spart fills in for LAG. Wins MVP and they win the event. So it's tough to keep them out. Uh, but it was kind of odd circumstances with Gunless being uh, ill and, you know, not being able to practice and stuff and really struggling uh, in and out of the game because of uh, his health condition. So uh, we even saw Gunless tweet recently that he can't even, like, work out without throwing up. So he's in, he's in pretty rough shape, it sounds like. So... Hopefully he continues to get better. Uh, based on the sounds of it, though, I don't even know if he would have been ready uh, to go in and play in Major 3 because it doesn't sound like 
uh, his health issue is getting uh, a whole lot better because he still seems to be struggling big time. So uh, who knows if he would have been ready, but it's kind of tough spot either way for LAG because either you're subbing out a guy who was sick, which maybe is kind of tough to do and tough to swallow, uh, or you're benching the MVP for a major two that helped to win you an event. So tough, uh, tough situation for LAG, tough situation for Gunless, but shout out to Spart. He made the most of an opportunity and hopefully he's able to keep killing it. Uh, you guys know I really like Pierce. I really like Gunless. So hopefully he's healthy soon uh, and hopefully he continues to get better and we see him back either on the LAG roster if this doesn't work out or maybe on another team. Can't really see him going to either of the teams that are running trials though because uh, on the side of Minnesota, it seems like they really want Attach to play that flex role that Gunless would try to play. And then on the side of New York, seems like they really want Paul in that flex role where you'd assume uh, Gunless would also play. So seems like those teams are both pretty set at flex and don't really have much of a need for gunless so i would have to assume if he comes back this year uh and comes back healthy he would either be back on lag if maybe things didn't work out or on another team uh if they were looking for a flex so hopefully we see him back in the league because obviously we know his level of talent he definitely deserves to be in the league um but right now it doesn't sound like he's healthy yet so like i said hopefully he's healthy soon and we see him back soon uh Another kind of not really roster change, but role swaps, two teams with role swaps that we know of right now, Kenny Andraza swapping. Everybody's wanted Kenny on the sub for how long now? So very excited to see how that plays out. And I've also always thought that Draza does make more sense as a flex and is probably a better flex than he is a sub. So I'm very excited to see this. Uh, hopefully this helps Octane improve as well because he's been kind of subpar, especially compared to what his standards are. And Envoy's actually been very good all year. So if Envoy can keep up that level of play, uh, Kenny can be better on a sub like we all hope he can. Uh, I think Draza fits more naturally as a flex, and as long as Octane's able to improve out this, I, I really feel like Thieves have potential to get back to their, you know, maybe top six, top seven form that we hope to see them at, uh, at least competing for, like, top fours at a major. Uh, hopefully this roll swap helps. I think it will, but it'll be fun to see it play out. It just I'm kind of upset we have to wait so long to see it play out because you guys know how much I love Kenny, probably my favorite player in the league. So hopefully this gets him back to that MVP form. Uh, and I know they had said like Kenny and Octane are their number one, two communicators in the team. So kind of having one on the sub who's more in, in the front lines and then Octane in the back lines of the AR maybe will help their communication. So hopefully that is true. And the other roster swap we saw is probably one you guys weren't expecting. I wasn't expecting. Uh, it's kind of weird. But technically, Arcides is now the flex on phase, and Celium is the main AR. Honestly, don't know how much of an impact this has on the team in terms of like how different they play. Because like even currently right now, like especially on Berlin, we see Arcides carry the bomb a lot and run a sub and like get up there and plant pretty quick. So like he's almost playing like a flex role already because he's running a sub a lot and search and destroy and carrying the bomb. So that's not very much like a main AR you would normally see. Uh, I guess. It doesn't really affect them probably much on Bokeh either besides maybe the positions they play because uh, they already basically run two ARs all the time on Bokeh. They were like the first team to really implement that and they kind of changed the meta with Stellium and RCDs both running ARs. And then if you're not running three subs on Bokeh, there probably aren't too many maps. Maybe like a Tuscan, they might run a third sub on some points and that'd be RCD. So like on the odd chance that he's pulling out a third sub uh, on maybe a hill or two in respawn or like a certain situation in respawn, I can't imagine he's actually going to run it that much. It just might be changing more of the positions and the pace they played on the map. Uh, but we know, I mean, Selium is a freak. I'm sure he could excel in an entry sub, um, more of a sleigh-heavy sub. We know he can excel in the flex. I know he'll excel in the main. He's just a freak on the map. Uh, he would excel in any role he's put in, so not going to be shocking to watch him probably flourish uh, as a main AR. RC's at the same time, some of you might be saying, well, how is he going to be a flex? Well, in the past, you know, RCD is really pre-Black Ops 4 on United. He ran the flex a lot when he had Clay on his team. 
uh, once they picked him up instead of Gunless. He ran the flex for a lot of the time uh, with that team. Then Black Ops 4, he eventually switched to the ICR and was the main when they won champs um, and throughout most of that year. And then obviously he switched back to a flex when he was on Huntsman. Uh, Formal was the main AR for most of that year. I think they tried like a mini roster swap somewhere, but they got worse. So they moved Formal back to main and RC's back to flex. But we know RC's can be a flex. And in this game, you don't really swap that much. It's mostly a second AR. So kind of interesting to see how that plays out. I think FaZe is still probably going to be a pretty dominant team that is going to be right around the grand finals at all times this year. Uh, last thing to talk about. Uh, actually, we got two things left. Berlin Control. Apparently being tested out, Shotzi and the man we were just talking about, Arsides, have apparently said it's pretty good. Here's my thoughts on it. Uh, as long as it's not absolutely horrible from a spectator standpoint, I hope they put it in the game because I'm getting sick of watching just two maps. Uh, Tuscan Control is alright, kind of fun to watch, it's a little more fast paced, uh, it's still not a great map, but better than Gavutu. Uh, Gavutu is not fun to watch, it's boring, it's slower paced, uh, it's a little better now that um, round 5 is based on ticks instead of kills because teams do play a little bit more aggressive they actually try on offense more before you got wiped and you got put in your spawn they just stand there not to get spawn killed so they wouldn't lose too bad on lives so at least now that round five is based on ticks it does get a little bit better uh, which is nice but i'll be honest unless berlin is absolutely horrible and unplayable i just hope they add it so we have more to watch and not just two maps that's basically my main thoughts on it. that's how down bad we are with only two control maps uh, now we're on the last thing pools announced for the pro-am uh, I'm not going to get too much into the pools. You guys can check them out, uh, like the CDL page and like um, Breaking Point, all them posted it. We're going to spend more time going through them when we do predictions with Kyle. Uh, so don't want to dive in too much, but um, some interesting groups. Optic and Florida are back after Florida knocked them out in the last tournament. I think they might have done that on purpose for the entertainment value. Uh, that group A has like Phase, Surge uh, in it, and Toronto uh, with the Strike X team with fire and silly i believe that's their team so that'll be an interesting a lot of people are calling that group a the group of death um really interested to see it seems like they put ultra academy na in potentially the weakest group so maybe they're trying to let them get out um not really sure i think they seeded it kind of based on standings like the top four were the first spot and then like the next four are the second spot uh haven't looked into it too much but really excited for the pro-am kind of disappointed at single elim after the pool play with only eight teams getting out but regardless uh, baby steps. We can't complain too much because they are giving us uh, a pro-am, obviously, but very excited to watch that. Uh, that's going to do it for this one, though. Obviously, like I said, want to keep it short and sweet, under 15, 20 minutes, just kind of a little word vomit of what's going on with the news so I could get that out to you, get my thoughts because I've been missing talking to you guys. I want to talk some CDL, some news, but we're kind of in that mid-season lull. If you guys haven't checked out the last video, Kyle and I did a player tier list following Major 2. That was super fun. Obviously got some debate going in the comments that people were not happy with our rankings, but hey, that's the nature of player tier rankings. Uh, people are going to disagree. People are going to agree because at the end of the day, it's all opinion and there really isn't a concrete answer and people have their players they like and their players they dislike and you're not always going to see players the same. So uh, arguments, disagreements are bound to happen, but it's all in good fun. Uh, we all just love talking CDL. We're all passionate about it. So uh, it was a fun video to make. If you guys haven't watched that, go check it out. Uh, that's going to do it for this short little episode. If you guys enjoyed this, uh, just like a quick news rundown of my thoughts on it, let me know. Uh, maybe it's something we could do a little bit more in the future uh, when little news drops so we can maybe keep the podcast shortened down a little bit on the news segment and get more into the meat of it and then do these little mini episodes where we talk about uh, what's going on in the CDL. But that's going to do it for this one. Um, leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed. Comment your thoughts down below. Uh, on the news that's come out in the CDL recently, 
Uh, comment down below if you're uh, you're bored of this midseason break and want to get back into the action like me. Uh, that's going to do it for this one, though. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with Kyle with a normal podcast episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.